Awesome. And it's so good to be in church this morning. Uh, my name is Kate. If we haven't had the privilege of meeting yet, uh, my husband Peter and I pastor this awesome church and it is such a privilege. And it is so good to see you in church this morning. Uh, we have been doing a series called Relationship Rules, and I don't know about you, but I have absolutely loved this series. I have gotten so much out of it, and it has been so good. Uh, we've talked about uh, how we are better together. Nobody wants to do life alone. Nobody should do life alone. We've also talked about becoming the person, the person you're looking for, is looking for, and worth staying for. We have busted two myths. We've busted the right person myth, thinking that if you find the right person, everything's going to be all right. Uh, that is a total myth. And the other myth that we busted was the promise myth. I just need to make a promise and have a party, or I just need to uh, make a promise and have a wedding, and then we'll just sail off into the sunset and everything will be fine. Uh, that is also a myth. <laughs> For those that are married, know that that is a myth. <laughs> We've touched on five rules for dating. Uh, we've touched on grown-up love, putting childish ways behind us and loving the way uh, Jesus loves us. Um, and this week is our last week of this series and we are talking about when dreams don't come true. I'm sure we've all experienced an element of heartbreak or maybe we are even walking through a season right now of heartbreak. It could look something like maybe you felt abandoned or you felt rejected at some point in your life. Maybe you've got regrets from past relationships. Maybe you've been married before and it didn't work out. Maybe you've lost a loved one. Maybe you've lost someone close to you. Maybe you've never married but you've always wanted to be and you would still like to be. Maybe your parents were married and then they got a divorce. Maybe the life you built for yourself is all of a sudden coming, has come crashing down around you. You know, as you leave today, there's two things that I want, to I want you to leave here feeling confident of this morning, and that is this. The first one is a broken heart does not mean you're broken. A broken heart doesn't mean you're broken, church. And the second one is there is purpose for you even when your dreams haven't come true or they can't come true. You know, there are seasons of life in which we all wish that certain dreams may come true. And there are seasons of life where we realise that those dreams may not come true. But then there's also seasons of life where we realise those dreams actually can't come true. It's in these seasons that we don't want these heartbreaks of broken dreams to squeeze the hope, the life and the sense of purpose out of you. Because there is purpose for you when these things happen. You know, if you think about your life and I think about my life, I'm pretty sure we all have a picture of what we want it to look like. Some of us, if we're organised and enjoy things uh, written down, they may have a physical copy of, of what you've written down, of what your life might look like, a timeline of what's meant to happen when, you know, when you're going to get married, when you're going to graduate, when you're going to start that business, when you're going to have kids by, when you're going to finish having kids by, when you retire, what the age you want to retire. And this is also true when it comes to relationships because no one envisions their future alone. We've usually got someone else in the picture of our dream. And that's completely natural and it's completely normal. You know, as time goes by, some of our dreams do come true. 
you know, I dreamed one day I'd be a mum. Well, I'm a mum to five kids. You know, that's definitely a dream come true. <laughs> you know, I'm married for 20 years. That's another dream come true. <laughs> Pardon? You are a dream. Yes, you are a dream. <laughs> a bad dream or a good dream? <laughs> a good dream. He's a good dream. <laughs> Some dreams will come true for a while, for a season. And I think we all know and realise that some dreams and wishes we have just can't come true. Sometimes the reasons for that our dreams can't come true, sometimes it's our fault, but other times we're only partly to blame. Maybe you did everything right. Maybe you followed the rules, you lived your life by the book. And if you're like me, I'm a little bit of a stickler for rules and I don't bend the rules too much. But maybe things looked promising for a while and you thought everything was going amazing until you received a text or until you received a phone call or you found a note or you had a conversation with that person and you realised that maybe you did everything by the book but he or she didn't. You thought things were going great and out of nowhere he or she maybe just wants to be friends. You thought things were great in your marriage and all of a sudden, your husband or wife has decided on a different, part, a different path in life and it doesn't include you. Maybe you've got friends that are getting married for the second time and they really want you to be happy for them. But if truth be known, you'd just like to have a go at a first marriage. It's so hard when everybody else's dreams are coming true. I've been there. It's so hard. People far less deserving people that didn't do it right, people that didn't wait, now they're living your dream. All of your dreams have come true for them. It's so hard. In that season right now, please listen, I know it's hard. I feel where you're at. It's heartbreaking and there really is no way out. I know that nothing I say today is going to take away the pain of that heartbreak because heartbreak is heartbreaking when dreams don't come true, it's natural and it's normal for you to be broken, to feel heartbroken. You know, there are a couple of sisters in the Bible who experienced loss, heartbreak, great disappointment, and it's Martha and it's Mary. In John 11, verses 5 to 6, it says, Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister Mary and Lazarus. So when he had heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Have you ever felt like God is just late for something? You know, he's, have you ever felt like that maybe he needs to be doing something? He needs to do something by a certain time or if he had, maybe that wouldn't have happened. Or, you know, when these things sort of happen, do you ever question God's love for you? Because sometimes things don't work out the way you thought. It's so easy to find ourselves questioning God's love for us when things aren't happening the way we think they should. You know, in that scripture it says that Jesus loved Mary and Martha and he still waited two days. I'm sure Martha and Mary could have had moments where they questioned like absolutely everything. But God's silence, church, is not a reflection of his love for you. God's delay doesn't mean he's disappointed in you. I can imagine Mary and Martha, you know, sitting there, they would have felt, they probably would have felt let down by Jesus. You know, we can hear it in the question that they asked when he eventually arrived. 
um, which is in John 11:21 and John 11:32, they both said the same thing. If you had been here, my brother would still be alive. Have you ever had those moments where God, if only, God, if you only you had done this differently, if only you could have done for me what you did for them, but, but he chose not to. Or maybe you're at that place and you've been at that place where you've said, if only God had done something, just something, my parents may have not got divorced. My husband and wife may have not left. If God had just done something, just healed, delivered, provided, fixed the situation differently. You know, it's in these times that we can't choose the hand that we are have been dealt but it's in these times that we can choose to trust the hand that's dealt it you know we need to have the courage church to keep our hands and our hearts open to Jesus for him to accomplish his will through broken-hearted people and through people whose dreams have not and cannot come true you know one of the most interesting things about what happened in this passage with Mary Martha and Lazarus is that Although the sisters said the same thing to Jesus about not being there, he gave two completely different responses to them. God knows you, church. He knows you intimately. He knows what you need uniquely for the seasons of loss and disappointment that you might find yourself in. He knows what to say and he knows not what to say, what not to say. But we as a people, we're not so smart. We're not so sensitive. We're not so wise. So we need to go to him. Even J- Jesus knew at this time with Mary and Martha, the, ult- the ultimate outcome of that whole situation was going to be good. Because he knew he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead. But Jesus still empathised and sympathised with Mary and Martha. In actual fact, Jesus wept with them. He wept. He cried real tears. He cried out loud, even though he knew that everything was going to be good. He still felt the pain, even when it wasn't good for Mary and Martha. You know, if you're in a season of life this morning that things aren't good, maybe you've lost someone. Maybe a relationship has broken down. Maybe you're still single. Maybe your physical health or your mental health is not okay. Anyone knows how you're feeling, it's Jesus. He was the one who was perfect. The one that was sent to earth, became man, experienced emotions, experienced feelings, heartbreak, sorrow, sadness, abandonment. All the things that you are feeling, he knows absolutely each and every one of them. He feels them all. He feels your heartbreak. If your heart is broken, his heart is broken. You know, one of the most famous people who experienced heartbreak was Mary, the mother of Jesus. Her life was turned completely upside down. Her reputation was totally broken because back in the time of having a child out of marriage, that was not the done thing. And then knowing that that baby that she was going to give birth to would eventually save the entire world through giving his own life, she stood there watching her son die on a cross. 
You know, in the very beginning of that, she was told that a sword would pierce her heart. But Mary's response to the redirection of her entire life, especially knowing that her life wouldn't look like anything that she had planned, was simply this in Luke 1.38, I am the Lord's servant. What a woman. What a pure-hearted lady. Like, I know I couldn't have a... I don't think I'd have a response like that, knowing that my child was going to be crucified on a cross and, and my reputation was going to be destroyed because of the ultimate plan. You know, even Jesus on the night of his arrest prayed and said to God, his father, take this cup from me, yet not my will but your will be done. Now, I've seen many people panic, resist, push back when things don't go the way that they have planned. I've seen people allow fear to inform the decisions that they make. I've talked to people who have lost faith and given up, people that will say yes to anything and anyone. I've seen what happens in lives when people try to make something happen. Their desperation leads to even more despair. On the other hand, I've seen, some most, I've seen the most remarkable people I've met whose dreams haven't come true. But they are people who remain open and available to the possibilities God has for them even when it doesn't line up with their own plans that they have for their life. You know, these people, they re- choose to refuse cynicism. They refuse bitterness and labels. They don't function with the mindset, since I did, God must or God should. They're not like that. They are open-handed with the plan for their lives. Maybe the version of Christianity you were raised with went something like that. If you follow Jesus, everything will be perfect. If you follow Jesus, everything will be without tragedy. Nothing bad will happen to you if you follow Jesus. So maybe you're thinking it's hard to remain faithful when God doesn't hold up his end of the bargain. That's not the original version. That version, when you believe that about God, is so easy to leave. It's so easy to walk away from. The God who doesn't allow bad things to happen to good people does not exist. That's never been our God. This morning, church, the worst possible thing happened to the best possible person. His own son, Jesus. The worst possible thing happened to the best possible person, Jesus. Jesus did not and does not offer us an equation. He offers us an invitation. It's an invitation so that we can, we lose our lives, but we can find our lives. His invitation is to follow me, not because of what he would do, but he's saying, follow me because of who I am and what I've already done. This is the original invitation from the beginning. It's the invitation that has been accepted by so many broken-hearted people. This is where peace is found. This is where you live your life with your hands open. This is where you live your life from the same standpoint as Mary did, even as Jesus did, from the standpoint of saying, let not my will but yours be done. Because a broken heart doesn't mean you're broken. There is purpose for you even when your dreams can't come true.
There is, a, uh, there is a blessing buried in the broken pieces of a broken heart. God became flesh through Jesus. He dwelt among us. He dwelt among them to demonstrate he was for them. And the same is true today. He dwells among us to demonstrate he is for us. You know, at the centre of our story as Christians stands the best possible man who deserved the best possible life, who totally understands and knows firsthand what you're going through, where you're at and how you're feeling. You know, in Romans 8, 28, it says, We know that God makes all things work together for the good of those who love him and are chosen to be a part of his plan. When your heart is broken and your dreams don't come true or they can't come true, in that moment we need to look up, lean in and reach out. You know, maybe you're waiting. Maybe you're searching. Maybe you're hurting this morning. Maybe you're healing from a part of your journey along the way. Can I encourage you to lean in, to look up and reach out to the God who has your whole world in his hands. You know, wherever you are in the journey of life today, whatever season you find yourself in, it's time to pray. Whether you're currently experiencing a broken heart or whether you've journeyed through one, it's time to pray. Maybe you're here and you've never, you don't even know what it means to pray. You've never thought about praying. You've never, you don't even know how to pray. Prayer And praying is not some crazy hard thing where you have to use big fancy words. It's just talking to God, just like you talk to your friend. Because he's the one person who knows exactly what you're going through and how you feel. And if I can bring some reassurance about one thing this morning, church, if it's not good, he's not done. If it's not good, church... It's not done. Let's pray. Father, I thank you today for each and every person here. I thank you that you have a plan and a purpose for their lives, for our lives. I ask that you would continue to walk beside all of us this morning as we journey through life, especially when it comes to relationships, dreams and heartbreaks, Jesus. I thank you that a broken heart, Father, doesn't mean that we are broken. And I thank you, God, that we have a future and a purpose and you have a future and a purpose for each and every one of us. And then I thank you, God, that you work all things together for good. And God, if it's not good, we know that you are not done. Father, this morning I ask that you would help us to keep an open hand with our lives. God, we just give you our dreams and our plans to you today. And we ask that your will would be done, not ours. God, I just thank you that you always work all things for our good. In Jesus' name.